Blog Talk Radio. Everybody doing? Everybody's cool. Doing great, thank you. For another chilly Good. Friday night on the East Coast. I know that's right. <laughs> I'm about tired how about of it. This, <laughs> how about that 60 degree uh, snow that the uh, weatherman predicted? 60 degrees. <laughs> that's what he keeps talking about. Well, they said that's coming, what, tomorrow and Sunday? It's be a beautiful day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you better clean your car off first. <laughs> uh, Man, uh, it's good to show you that the yeah. weather ain't nothing but a prediction. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All You're right. right. Uh, let's see. Shall we uh, get the, to the rundown so we can kick this thing off? Sure. How was your week, Red Wine? Oh, my week has just been busy, busy, and busy, but, hey, TGIF. I know that's right. <laughs> For sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm Friday. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Step away. Time for a cocktail. <laughs> uh-huh. It's time for, time for another cocktail. <laughs> okay, uh, now. Yeah. All right. All well, right. Let's get into you it. Ready? All right. Yeah, I'm ready. Ready, set, go. All right. <laughs> All right. Our hot topics tonight. Black pastor becomes leader of a neo-Nazi group. Wow. Um, fired Florida police officer found guilty of slaying black motorists. And also officer pulled a gun on black man picking up trash on his own property. Really? Uh, hit it and quit it headlines. FDA allows genetically engineered salmon to be imported to U.S. Also, husband, stepfather arrested. I'm sorry, husband and stepdaughter arrested in death of woman allegedly killed by a panhandler. Also, Oxy um, Colton, uh, maker exploring bankruptcy. And student brought baby to class because he didn't have childcare. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news for the night is Big Sexy found after bolting from a New York firefighter shoot. Also, Philippine police find 1,500 turtles and tortoises in taped up luggage. And a cat that lived six years in Alaska General Store gets evicted. I'm just saying with red wine, what a waste. Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up, I got quite a bit for you tonight. The cocktail of the week is the New York 
hour. Also, our kiss it list and the last word. And we'll be right back with the hot topics. Girl, what are you using on your skin? And your hair looks so thick and beautiful. I've got a secret. I know you're going to share it with your girl. Well, just between you and me, I found a new product that makes my skin glow and my hair fabulous, too. It's bull semen. No bull. Stop playing. For real. Bull semen gives me this glow and keeps my skin nice and soft and feeling good. Where in the world did you get bull semen? From a bull, of course. But only my distributor knows for sure. I can hook you up. Check it out. Bull semen is great for your hair, nails, skin, and everywhere else where it doesn't feel right. Just warm the tube of bull semen. Put on some Barry White music. Massage the tube using slow circular motions, and when the semen comes out of the tube, put some in your hair, on your nails, on your skin, and wherever you want. Before you know it, you'll be glowing, your hair will be growing, and your friends will want to be knowing. I'm ordering my tube of bull semen today. Order two. I'm almost out. Bull semen. Do not use internally. Or pregnancy could occur. And we're not responsible for that. Order yours today. And that's no bull. All right, we're back. We're back. This is Red Wine trying to steal a mic from Papa Didi. Bonsoir, everybody. I'm I'm here with Cattle. Hello. You there? (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) Hey, Cattle. Como tale vous? Como tale vous? One hey, hey. <laughs> Everything is everything. Uh-oh. Here come Papa Didi. Hey, Papa Didi. <laughs> <laughs> he must have went to the bar. <laughs> oh, boy. It is all good. All good. All right. Woo. We're getting into these well, hot topics tonight. Yes, we are. Hot right. topics. Let's see. Papa Didi, you got the lead story. All right, uh, uh-huh. which one is that? Uh, Black Panther? Uh-huh. All right, Black Panther becomes the uh, leader of the uh, neo-Nazi group. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> out here. All right, uh, mm-hmm. one of the largest neo-Nazi groups in America has a new leader, according to CNN, a California pastor and uh, activist has taken the helm of a uh, Detroit-based National Socialist Movement NSM and he was and he has one goal as his president total destruction. Are you kidding me? James Hart Stern, fifty four, told CNN, CNN that the uh former leader of the hate group uh gave him the reins after group members began fighting amongst themselves and a lawsuit was filed against the organization Following their participation in the uh, Charlottesville attack. Hmm, so all this is pretty recent. Hmm? Victims who were injured, injured during the uh, crash between white supremacists and those opposing them have typically sued more than 20 organizations and individuals for their role in the fatal event. All right, Stern, uh, who has been uh, fighting white supremacy for much of his career, uses. Use his uh, little pool within the group to his advantage. 
Jeff Scoop said in a letter sent to CNN that he turned over the organization on paper to protect to protect the membership. Now as president, Stern is doing what he thinks is best for the rest of the country. In his first act as leader, the officer of uh, Mississippi still burning from hoods of suits. So the judge uh, involved in the Charlottesville lawsuit to issue a summary judgment and find the group responsible for the conspiracy committing the murder of the uh, young lady in Charlottesville. So uh, Stern's transition to the top uh, started him on a, started in, in 2014 when he led an NSM uh, for more than two decades. Hmm. I mean, this this man is a black pastor. A black pastor. Let me just break it down from the beginning again. Uh, he's a black pastor. And he's running a, uh, a KKK neo-Nazi group. I'm trying to figure out how's that. <laughs> yeah, how is whatever that possible? To, whatever happened to the hate of the black man Where, when they got the black leaders black? To show you how ignorant they are. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, I don't want to talk about it. Maybe kill my ass. <laughs> anyway, but. Uh, it looks like he got in on a technicality somehow. Yeah, but what was he just hanging? Is this what uh this is my man meant by black Klansman, uh, Spike Lee. You know, I think it might be. That's a good question. We, we would need to do some research and find out is this the same guy or was this story modeled after him or what. But that's that's really incredible, and this is all verified information. I I, I mean, I I'm speechless. I don't know what to say about that. How he got in there, and he said what he said he's trying to destroy it, right? Yeah. Huh. Not destroy them. He's trying to the organization. He's trying to you know get together with them and, and do some destruction on things. So it's a deep. Why you say it like that, Kevin? You sound skeptical. I mean, I, I'm I'm just trying to figure out how did he he infiltrate to get in there, and then it becomes a news story. And, and the Nazis hadn't done anything to him. So is his plan to join forces with them, or he's just trying to infiltrate it and, and, and switch it up? Like the um, the movie The Black Klansman, like the guy infiltrated the KKK. Is he doing that, or, or what is he doing? That's what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah, um, I know. It's like... It's kind of hard to come up with words that one. I got a drink on that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, so I can clear, look, clear my head a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that one definitely makes you wonder. Yeah, we got to keep an eye on that, that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. All right. Well, if it, it, look, if anybody got any, uh, huh. about your what? <laughs> they said touch of madness around here. Oh, well, if anybody <laughs> know anything what's going on with this article, please give us a call. 914-803-4306. And press, and press one. one. Yes, please do, because we're trying to get some clarity on this. <laughs> yeah, right. if there is such a thing. Okay, I well, know. I got one. While we're talking about situations, this uh, mm-hmm. West Palm Beach, Florida, a fired Florida police officer 
was finally found guilty of manslaughter and attempted murder uh, yesterday for the fatal 2015 shooting of a stranded black motorist. And now he has Mm -hmm. become the first officer in the state of Florida to be convicted Mm. of an off on an on duty shooting in 30 years. That doesn't even sound right. All the shootings, first one to be convicted in 30 years. Who was on? Well, they started. Yeah, they started that stand your ground stuff. So that's that's kind of got rid of a lot of stuff. That's why. I suppose it has. So this ex officer's name is uh, Newman Noman. I guess it's Noman N O U M A N. Noman Raja, 41 years old, is now facing a mandatory uh, a mandatory minimum sentence of 25 years, and he might spend his life in prison for the death of Brother Corey Jones, who was 31 at the time. Uh, the jury was made up of four men and two women, deliberating for about four hours before they came back with a guilty verdict, and about 25 relatives and supporters of Corey Jones were there, some, you know, crying in the background, saying that it was a sweet sound to hear the handcuffs clink on that uh, ex-cop. Uh, the judge, uh, Joseph Marks, is set to do the sentencing on uh, April 26th. But this is the case, if you remember, where this guy was uh, uh, driving. He is a, was a musician. He had all of his, uh, like, some expensive $10,000 drums and stuff in the back of his car. The cop was in plain clothes driving an unmarked van on the wrong side of the off-ramp who stopped where Jones's broken-down SUV was 3.15 in the morning, and this was in October 2015. The prosecutor says that the policeman, Raja, never identified himself, and because he was acting so aggressively, Jones, they assumed Jones thought he was being carjacked. So he went to grab his licensed gun to protect himself, thinking it's 315, you're in an unmarked car, you're not in a uniform, you didn't identify yourself as a policeman, I'm stranded on the side of the road at 315 in the morning. I don't know what your intentions are. So to protect his equipment and himself, he went to get his gun, and apparently then that's when the officer saw, oh, you reaching for something, you reaching for a gun, shot him in the heart, shot him one time in each arm, and he ended up dead. So, uh, you know, it goes on just to talk about the circumstances, and there was uh, some video. I thought I saw something that said there was some video, but definitely he had a weapon, I mean, had a, a permit to uh, have a concealed weapon, the the brother that got shot and killed. So when he went to grab his gun to protect himself, that's when Raja repeatedly opened fire and killed him. So it looks like uh, this brother's going to jail. Finally, somebody's going to go to jail for killing a brother. Mm. It was so, a black cop. I thought it was a white cop. It was a black cop. Was he black? I thought he was uh, from somewhere else. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, why are you, you know, paying attention to stuff like that? Your ass should have just went on home. Exactly. Main stranded. Leave him alone. Oh, 
Yeah, it was the tow truck. When the tow truck came, the tow truck um, dispatcher had a recording, and they're saying something about mm. um, the the prosecutor didn't know about the recording that the tow truck had, so that's when they start concocting all this other BS story mm. about what happened, basically giving mm. a false account. Because they're mm-hmm. saying that he said, police, can I help you? As Jones mm-hmm. jumped from the SUV, and that is not what happened. Mm. So, wow. The recording thank God for the different. tow truck video that shows some stuff. So, I mean, it's a mm. sad situation, but I'm glad somebody's going to get some justice out of this. I know that's right. And I'll be full. He serves the full term because there's so many people not you know, um, doing the full term of what they're supposed to be doing, just letting them out, you know, just say it. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and other okay. news. Yeah, we just have to continue to follow that story. That's, that's going to be interesting, see what his sentence is going to be. Yeah, uh, and that'll be in April, so we'll we'll keep on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got the last one. Um, officer pulled a gun on a black man picking up trash on his own property. Huh? Oh I'm getting God. tired of hearing the same shiggity different day. You know, doing different things while black. You know, we can't we can't do yeah. anything. Uh, the Boulder Police Department has launched an internal investigation. Really. After an encounter between a group of officers and a black man was captured on video and circulated online. The video, which was published on YouTube and social media, was filmed on the morning of March 1st in Boulder, Colorado. It shows a man with a bucket and a long item in in a front yard of a townhouse complex. An officer appears to be talking to the man and has his hand on his hip. Uh, he's picking up trash, the person filming says repeatedly, as the man and the officer exchange words at a distance. He lives here, the person filming says. The officer is then joined by other officers, and the man and the officers appear to be yelling at each other. The video ends with all the officers walking away. So three days later, the Boulder Police Department released a statement that encountered, uh, recounted officers' version of events and announced an internal investigation. Really? So, Wait a minute, and I'm sorry. Go ahead, because I'm confused. Okay, I am too. So, a Boulder police officer observed a man sitting in a partial enclosed patio area, directly behind a private property sign, and initiated contact with the man to determine if he was allowed to be on the property. This is what the Boulder police is saying. After the man said he is a resident of the property and provided ID, come on now, the incident continued. The officer oh detained goodness. the man to investigate further and made a request over the radio for additional assistance to respond, indicating that the person was uncooperative and unwilling to put down a blunt object. So the blunt object was determined... Serious? to be a grabber used to pick up trash, something the person filming the video stated several times. So officers ultimately determined that the man had a legal right to be on the property, really, and returned the man's school identification card. All officers left the area and no further action was taken. 
y'all, y'all just don't have shit else is to do. Out of control. It is crazy. So um, I, I'm just I'm floored. Now this man was out there picking up trash. The person who was recording this kept saying over and over, "He's picking up trash." So why was the cop acting all brand new and confused, like they don't understand what this guy's doing and why they messing with him? I'm telling you why. Because all of a sudden, so is white, it a problem now to be black while picking up trash? I guess so. The officers were white and the man was black. Probably the person that was taping was black too. So it's like you don't take my word what I'm saying. I have no validity here. I would tell them to kiss not. it, kiss it, kiss it. Yeah, I would tell them to kiss it. That's what I would do. And then you're going to see my lawyers after that. <laughs> no. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. So so now it's against the law to pick up trash and be black at the same time. Good grief. So um, what happens yeah. if you throw the trash down on the ground while you're black? I just think everything concerning, everything concerning, you know, this whole thing with black, it's just, you know, I think people need to take a look. Well, you know, I think the biggest thing, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll probably save it for my segment, but, uh, you know, it is ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, next thing it's, you know, it's, they're going to be like, you can't go to the grocery store, you can't go to your job, you can't walk out your house, you can't walk in your house. You know, last week we had the lady wanting to call the lady who called the cops on a black man because her dog, his dog, was trying to hump her dog, and she claimed that she was being assaulted, and it was this black man's fault. I'm like, whoa, whoa. You know, that's the behavior mm-hmm. of dogs. Why are you calling the police? Pull your dog away if you don't want your dog hump. What's your problem? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to, I think we had some incident like this before, some other story, but I think Papa Didi said it. It's it's like, um, you know, you you being black and who's who's calling? That's the issue. The people that are calling are probably be, are probably white or see the incident that's going on, and they are making the reports. So whatever they are mm-hmm. saying brings the cops out there to investigate what's going on because, quote-unquote, they attitude. are white. With, with the attitude. White. Instead, instead of the cop twisting it up and kind of, you know, mellowing it down, they come in with the same way the dispatcher dispatched it to them. And you have to understand, too, that these dispatchers in a lot of these small towns, they know the cops very well. They all work in the right. same office, basically. Right. Sure, so this, sure. you know, they almost want to say, they almost want to say, Kevin, uh, go to such and such, but it, they got to keep it professional on the radio. But uh, we're part of it, black. They probably got codes for for black. It probably, sure. you know, code. Sure. You know, you'd be surprised when they talk on their radio, especially down south. Got a part of a dark, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah we got a black man losing his mind down here at the corner of No, they ain't even that Pacific, really. They, they coded Avenue. out. They coded out. They really do. Uh, yeah, I'm quite sure. They probably Apple, have a number oranges, for grapes. We got a couple of grapes uh, west side of town carrying on. Yeah, it looks like they're going bad. You better go check. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so. All right, well, any. If anybody has any new reports of what you can't do in peace while being black, call us tonight, 914-803-4306. Press 1 and let us know. 
Yes, please. Do. <gasps> always another situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always something. All right. right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and come back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the uh, Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. Living just enough, just enough for the shit Okay, well, why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing Pajama Party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you ride me. Uh, yes, every Friday night at 9. Pajama Party. No yeah. clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Uh, I would say I disagree. 
because salmon that grew naturally and salmon that's genetically engineered, there's got to be something different. I don't believe they're the same. But anyway, Congress blocked the FDA in 2016 from allowing the fish to be sold in the U.S. until it finalized all the label uh, guidelines to inform consumers that the product was genetically engineered. So what they were going to do was just slap it out there and say, yes, salmon, and not tell you on the label which one was natural salmon and which one was genetically engineered salmon. So the FDA put a stop to that and said, no, before you can put it on the market, you're going to have to label which is which. So which one is the freaky salmon and which one is the, is the real salmon or the franken salmon, the frankenfish that they call it. So Congress also <laughs> passed a law this year directing the Department of Agriculture to set a national mandatory standard for disclosing all bioengineered foods. Well, now that made me wonder what else is bioengineered that we all know about. So Friday today, FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb said because of the 2016 law and the USDA standards, his agency, uh, FDA, is no longer uh, no longer has the authority to issue labeling guidance. What the heck does that mean? So and we're not gonna know what's coming in. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. First, they were making labeling mandatory. Now he's right. saying, "Well, we don't have label authority or guidance, you know, mm-hmm. to issue this by authority." Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. the FDA believes that congressional mandate uh, has satisfied, been satisfied by USDA's regulations. See, this is when they start talking that circle talk. Because now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reading yeah. this, and I'm thinking now, I'm not a stupid person. I have no idea <laughs> now what they're saying. You got mm-hmm. genetically engineered frankenfish that is going to be on the market for people to mm-hmm. buy. And I'm not clear on is it going to be labeled to say this is frankenfish or is it not? And who's in charge of making sure that we either know or we don't know? Is it USDA? Mm-hmm. Is it FDA? Who, I mean, it sounds like they're passing the buck back and forth. Well, no, so, well nobody's in charge, so there's no more labeling. That's what it sounds that's, like. That's the bottom line. First you're trying to be transparent. Now you're being not transparent at all. But, um, you know, you know, to, but to piggyback on your story, um, there have been over 100 fish that were not categorized or uh, named properly, they were saying. Um, fish coming from different origins and um, brought here or whatever, some some grown here, but they were not labeled properly. And also they had high um, uh, percentages of mercury in it also. So, but um, from what I've read, they said that tilapia fish is, is a manufactured fish. I've heard that before, too, and I have mm-hmm. not been able to verify that. Yeah, but a, since I heard that, I stopped eating it. Tilapia, to me, is like that. you said, tilapia tastes very very mechanical. I don't know. It's not and, – and, and, and you can buy it in such a large quantity for very cheap. Yeah, you can find mm-hmm. tilapia everywhere. Yeah, it's worse than whiting, really. Oh, whiting is like two pieces of 
well, cardboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whiting is just a mess. Well, all I'm saying really is you better watch, watch your salmon, watch that tilapia, mm-hmm. and watch mm-hmm. all of it. Because at this point, yeah. like that story you mentioned in cattle, they were saying mm-hmm. that some of this fish, like up to 40 or 50% or something, some ridiculous percentage, is mislabeled. Eat more bassa. You know, they're saying you think you're getting red snapper, and it might be, you know, something else. Yeah, and they mentioned about the bass fish was mislabeled, too. It was something else. So. Yeah. You know. But I remember yeah. hearing for years that scallops a lot of times are not actually scallops. What Swordfish. Other kinds of Swordfish. fish that's cut into circular form to look like scallops. Like swordfish. Mm. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me because it, we eat so much of it. People are seafood fanatics. They eat more seafood, I think, than 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 poultry and beef. You know, we say we get tired of chicken, but I think people eat more seafood than any other um, type of meat to eat. So I they have know. to do something. They gotta they gotta manufacture it faster because we're eating it eating too much of it. Oh, no, it's getting to the point now where unless I see it come right up out the ocean, I'm not trusting it. Mm-hmm. And go to Jamaica. They'll bring the uh, snapper right to your table still jumping. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to keep moving. All right, Papa, what you got over there? I got a... Well, let's see here. Let's see if I can read this story here. This is a husband and a stepdaughter arrested in uh, the death of a woman they said was killed by a panhandle in Baltimore. This is this uh, this goes back a few weeks when uh, it came out. I tell you, between this one and uh, my man Smollett, boy, whew, it has the same flavor. I'll be honest with you. Um. The story of a woman who was uh, fatally stabbed in December after uh, reportedly giving money to a panhandler. The case was uh, drawn national attention and spread fear through Baltimore. Was actually a, uh, which was 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 really orchestrated by uh, her husband and her stepdaughter, which I guess the daughter of of the of the assailant of the male assailant. And uh, just go to show they they two low life jokers who have been charged in a death. Police announced uh, Sunday night. Keith Smith, 52, and his daughter, her name is Valerie Smith. She's 28 years old. They were arrested by Texas State Police near the U.S.-Mexican border while trying to flee the country earlier Sunday. Acting Baltimore Police Chief uh, Michael uh, Harrison said the uh, warrants. charging them with first-degree murder and the death of uh, Keith Smith's wife, Jacqueline, were issued. The information and evidence pointed that there wasn't a uh, panhandler after all. All right? Harrison said the uh, people take advantage of, uh, of Baltimore. We want to make sure the truth comes out and justice is done. They claim that they used Baltimore with the city being, you know, with his own particular ruins. They use it to say that uh, that kind of stuff could happen to them. So the city is like, you know, really 
going hard on this case to say let's say the reputation of Baltimore. Anyway, um, Jack and Smith, 54, she was an electrical engineer at uh, Aberdeen uh, Proofing Grounds. She was stabbed to death about uh, 12.30 a.m. on December 1st at the uh, North Valley and East Chase Street, according to police. Just just days after the stabbing, Keith Smith and Valerie Smith, who's identified himself as a... and Valerie Smith, who also identifies herself as Siobhan, appeared at a tearful news conference at the scene. They blamed Jacqueline Smith's death on a man who approached their car as she reached out the window to give him money uh, to a woman begging in the rain with a baby, and and uh, consequently uh, she was killed because of that particular situation. They said the man came up to the car under the gesture of thanking Jacqueline Smith, then reached into the car and snatched her necklace and pocketbook and stabbed her in the process, which was all done by uh, her stepdaughter, mm-hmm. which is crazy. All right, several members of Jacqueline Smith's family had uh, doubted the story came doubted the story from the beginning. Said that uh, her brother uh, Marcel Travis of uh, Hoffa de Grasse, uh, that, uh, that their sister's crooked. She's crooked. She's uh, she's bad news, and they, they knew it. They're the ones that helped the police uh, corner her because, you know, people talk, and, you know, so this is very sad. This is very sad how you're going to actually that was shocking. kill your wife with your stepdaughter, you know, for insurance money, and... Blame it on a panhandler in the streets of Baltimore. And as soon as somebody got word of it, both of them flee to New Mexico. Hmm. Or to Mexico, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. I think they got caught. Like, oh, yeah. They got trying mm-hmm. to get into Mexico. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, what was the gain? I mean, I guess it, it'll start coming out more and more. But it just sounded like she had a, a pretty good job. They didn't say what the husband did or the daughter. Um, yeah, so they probably had, didn't do nothing. Be, yeah, probably for financial gain. Yeah. Well, so, he probably yeah. did meth. She probably did craft. She was doing crack for a living. He was doing meth for a living, and she was working for a living. So I guess that's yeah. what the whole employment scheme was on that move. Wow. Yeah. Oh boy, that's they're gonna do a press conference and 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 and. Stand there as sweet and innocent and crying and all that. I mean, yeah, oh boy. Panhandling that, killed that, him. Panhandling. Yeah. You know, what ha- what what kind of got them, I guess, too, was the story kept changing. You know, you said it was done on one corner, and then you tell me another corner was done on. And then if panhandlers usually don't hang on that corner, I mean, come on, who's who, who's the dumb one here? You, you stupid. You know, you're yeah, gonna give that right. that that story and keep changing it. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. I think good. they looked at. The, I think they looked at at the disposition of the of the addiction of them. You know what I mean? After mm-hmm. a while, when you look and you see people, they bobbing and weaving, and they're all addicted and glassy eyed mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. scary eyed, looking all crazy. You know. Do you think that's what it was? Yeah, of course. You know, I think they did it sober. Not hardly. Some people are that vicious. Mm. No, that drug is a mess, believe me. 
A drug mm-hmm. is a medicine mm-hmm. that makes you forgive anything. Wow. Yeah, and then right. and then the story that the husband gave was just sounds so impossible. Panhandler gonna reach mm-hmm. in and pull the necklace and then uh, stab him. Come on now, really? But anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <clears throat> Our yeah. people. All right. Yeah, it goes way back. Nigga. This thing about it a long time ago. People being yeah. strung out and doing crazy stuff like. How long ago was that song? Uh, Oh man, what he say? My brother's doing bad. Told my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. She's not healthy. Oh, so, was that so, from Don't Push Me? Because I'm close yeah. to it. Yeah. So you know the brother was <laughs> out oh, okay. on the mom's TV. Wow. So yeah, wow. that drug you thing guys took us way back. Yeah. yeah. I was I like, I know, know I've heard yeah. that somewhere. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just pulled it together. All right, we're going to keep moving. This oxycodone maker, Purdue Pharma, is exploring bankruptcy. Really? First, we have this oxycodone. He got all the money in the world. That's what I'm saying. Oxycodone maker, probably because they're being sued, maker Purdue Pharma, is exploring filing for bankruptcy to address potentially significant liabilities from roughly 2,000 lawsuits alleging the drug maker contributed to the deadly opioid crisis sweeping the U.S. Uh, The potential uh, move shows how Purdue and its wealthy owners, the uh, Sackler family, are under pressure to respond to mounting litigation accusing the drug maker of misleading doctors and patients about risks associated with the prolonged use of this prescription opioid. So they claim they deny the Purdue company denies the allegations, um, arguing that the U.S. Um, Food and Drug Administration approved labels for its opioids carried warnings about the risk of abuse and misuse associated with the pain treatments. So they're trying to wiggle out of that because they said they did put the labels there, but it's on the individual, I guess, now. So I guess. filing for... Yeah, filing for Chapter 11 protection would halt the lawsuits and allow Purdue to negotiate legal claims with plaintiffs under the supervision of the U.S. bankruptcy judge. So that's why. They have more than 1,600 lawsuits uh, accusing the opioid manufacturer and using deceptive practices to push um, addictive drugs that led to fatal overdoses. Um, Uh Uh-huh. The producer has, has held discussions to resolve the litigation with the plaintiff's lawyers and have often compared the cases to widespread lawsuits against the tobacco industry. They resulted in $246 billion settlement in 98. So that was the tobacco company. That's a lot of money. $246 billion in settlement? So, a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But you know what? My thing is, y'all know what y'all getting into as far as this drug. Yeah, they did put the label on there, but that's a lot of people. That's a lot of lawsuits, 2,000. And you would think after so many lawsuits and complaints about the drug, you think they would pull it off the market? You know, if the U.S. Um, uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, Food and Drug Administration didn't do it, the company should have pulled it off. If you got about 1,000 lawsuits, you think I'm not going to pull my drug off the off the that's just greed. That's just greedy. It wouldn't even have taken me that many. 
But I'm you know, just saying, you know, you're going to wait till up to 2000, then you're talking crying, crying broke. So, you know. But, you know, you yeah. just made me think about something. I wonder, do these companies have insurance? I would think that if I'm a manufacturer of some type of drug, pharmaceutical mm-hmm. drug, whatever, that I would have some type of insurance to protect me oh. in the event I get sued. I'm quite sure you they know, do, just like but doctors, I'm just saying so, so many lawsuits. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but so many lawsuits. The lawsuits are overriding probably what they can put out. It's just like a casino. You know, they can only let you hit but so much because they would have to cover all those bets. If everybody went at one time, they would have to co- cover every bet, and it's impossible. So, But I just wonder, you know, just like doctors have um, paid malpractice insurance, Mm-hmm. I wonder if the pharmaceuticals have something like that, because there are laws that protect doctors, even with malpractice insurance, that say you can only sue them for a maximum amount of money, a set, you know, dollar amount, and that's all you're going to get out of them Right. to help protect them. Now, I guess it varies from place to place, but mm-hmm. anyway, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's uh just crazy stuff, telling me. Of course it is. Well, well, do you have any good news for us? Sure. I got the last hit and quit. A student brought his baby to class because he didn't have child care. Uh-oh. And his professor lent him a hand. Mathematics professor Nathan Alexander was always on his students, including Morehouse College senior Wayne Hayer. Hayer knew the classroom rules, but... Unlike most students um, caught using their cell phones, the 26-year-old was not scrolling through Instagram in class uh, in class two weeks ago. He was texting his wife about their five-year-old daughter, Asanda. Uh, Alexander, 34, called it a moment of redirecting. Our goal is to instill leadership in our students, he said in an interview with the Washington Post. I want to be a model of that, and I think Wayne is a model of that. He was focused on his academics in spite of everything else he had going on. So the professor told his student without hesitation, if that's the issue, bring her to class, bring the baby to class. So Hayer didn't plan on testing his um, teacher's word. The college senior held down two jobs while studying uh, kinesiology, whatever that is, at Morehouse, and his wife typically um, stayed at home with their newborn. So um, the Friday algebra class uh, would soon become a moment shared across the Internet. Hayer dressed Asanda in a onesie, a pink sweater, and a hat, and packed her blanket um, in um, his backpack. With her strapped to his chest, he left his west side apartment and made his way to campus. He had never seen another Morehouse student bring a baby to class although he had heard about young women, wives, and single mothers do so. That was so cute. <laughs> he Aww. had the baby strapped on him, so, I mean, you know, he had to do what he had to do, you know. Aw, so he brought that. her to class. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, Aww. who knows? She, Shout out to the she probably learned more than he did. I know. <laughs> hey, she might have. She uh, probably had more fun than he did, huh, in class. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Mhm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for 
Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. But it's good when something positive goes viral, so I, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Yes, I'm not either. That was cute. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for uh, ending the hit it and quit it on a good note, since all I we know use that's we have is crazy stuff. Uh, no. So, I know. All right, well, we're going to take a musical interlude with Bruno Mars and Finesse, and we're coming back with Papa Didi and What's Poppin' on the Pajama Party Show. Stay with us. Welcome back to the John Park One Year Old Papa Didi. I'm your guest. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Hey. Get it, Bruna. That's what that is? Yeah. Okay. Got that finesse going. I thought that was something on the B side. Uh uh-uh, uh. Don't even try. Don't disrespect Bruna <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> You're going to let that move on and uh, switch gears and go into what's popping. Uh, what's popping tonight? I tell you, I'm not going to go radical now. I'm going to be cool. <laughs> I've been, okay. I've been eating ice all day, so I can be cool around this time. But um, I had a little incident earlier today myself. And um, what got me, Kelly, what you were saying earlier about the whole black thing that has to do with people and, uh, you know, Anyway, I uh, was in the parking lot and paid my little $4 ticket and got my ticket to go punch out. As I walked back to the car, I don't know what I put in my pocket or dropped it between the uh, console or dropped it on the ground or whatever. I didn't know. Couldn't find it. So I go to the office here and knock on the window. Told the guy I couldn't find my uh, card. Now, first thing he said, did you pay food with credit card? I said, no, it was a $4 ticket. I paid cash. Anyway, so the guy looked at me right away like I was a black man trying to get over. Okay? Now, not only that pissed me off, but it was a Friday evening at the end of the day. You know, it was around roughly 4, 4-ish, 5 o'clock in the evening. I'm trying to move on, get where I'm going. But just go to show you that as a, as a, as a black person, People can wrap the ball and chain on your ass whenever they want to. I told the guy, but let me walk back down to the machine and we check the parking space area, look for it, yada, yada, yada. $4 ticket. All you had to do was let me out of the damn place. You know what I mean? Now, what I'm saying is that if I was a Caucasian male, not even female, or even female, but if I was a Caucasian male and I was in that parking lot 
with a tie on. My little fucking Decron polyester fucking suit kind of shit they wear. And all of a sudden I go up to the guy. He would he would let me out immediately. Oh yeah, strike that, strike yeah. What well, happens? Yeah, I lose my ticket all the time. That happens. Say, so just pull up and I'll flag you out. Okay, hey, look, have a good day. All right, don't worry about that ticket. We'll take care of it. Now, a black man, on the other hand, you know, and now he assumed right from the beginning that I'm, I didn't, I'm to try and get over. I'm trying to beat the system. I think that everybody has gotten their mind that that especially black men, that we're just so full of shit that we just got game all day. From the time we wake up to the time we go to bed, we got game. Well, let me tell you something about that game. Let me flip the script on that game for a minute. All right? I think of a person, I guess everybody made some mistakes in life and done some things in their life, but that is so far from my life. Today, some of the dumb shit I've done as a younger person, for one. But two, I leave out every day with my mother's love. Because if I didn't leave out my mother's love, I have been in a many a supermarket where I've seen a woman down looking at fucking eggs. And she left her cart with her pocketbook in it in the milk section. Now, I could have ripped that ass off so smooth, it wouldn't have been funny. I could have stole a pocketbook, then went over and pushed up on her, cracked on her, and got her phone number. At the same time, that's how smooth I could have pulled it off if I really wanted to pull some shit off. And that's what I don't understand. You know, if the one time you were sly, slick, and wicked, you're still sly, slick, and wicked, but you kind of put it on the back burner now. You don't you don't pull it out, you know. I mean, being a player, being a baller, hell, everybody got the capability of doing that. But at a certain age or a certain maturity, is it really necessary? No, it's not. And I say all that to say that when I go up to a place and tell a person honestly that I lost a fucking four dollar parking ticket, four dollars, which means I wasn't in there but maybe two three hours. One like a all day thing or a twenty four hour thing or forty eight hour thing. I'm trying to beat the system and save $150 for parking there for three days. I was in there for four hours. Four dollars is what it cost. And this guy finally said, all right, I'm going to let you out. I'm going to let you out. But next time, hold on to your ticket. Well, why the fuck are you going to talk to me like that when that white man, you would have been licking his testicles? Hey, sir, don't worry about it, sir. Just pull up here. We'll push you out. No big deal. I lose my ticket all the time. Charlie, 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 pull out the dick, Charlie, Mr. Charlie, I'll suck it right here in the parking lot. You know, it's sad. It's sad. And it goes on all day, every day. It's like brown skin is crooked, that we got game. It kind of makes you sometimes want to start having game, want to start ripping off motherfuckers, just to show how slick I can be. Like that movie with uh, my man. What's that brother's name? Uh, Fishburne. Right? What's, mm-hmm. it, what's his name? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. That movie uh, when he was an undercover drug dealer. Uh, Deep Cover. Deep Cover, Deep yeah. Cover. And he, one one line in the movie, he said, uh, he said, I, I, I was doing this here undercover and I was good at it. Mm-hmm. 
He was good at it because he was like, wow, I could be slick. Now I'm a cop undercover and I'm able to do it. So it was just, you know, it just reminded me every time I think about that deep cover movie, I think of what people can really do if they wanted to. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be sly, slick, and wicked, but hell, I could be. Don't push me. Because if you keep accusing me of being a slick dude, I'm going to show you how much I can outslick your ass. Because, hell, we, people wake up every morning to go out there and outslick people. And, and some Americans are rolling very stupid with their cars, with their pocketbooks, with their everything, you know? So they're vulnerable as hell. But I'm not part of that group. But if I keep getting accused of that shit, hell, why not? I might as well go ahead and start me a damn group of, of con artists. Since that's the way I'm going to be treated, hell, I might as well put myself out there. You know, I mean, I'm 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 just talking hypothetically, but it just was sad, you know. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Parking while black. Yeah, parking while black. Losing your parking ticket while black. Wow. You know, if I was a white man, they would let me out that gate and said, "Okay, sir." Don't worry about it. We'll let you out. Just pull up. Yeah, we'll see you next time. See you next time, Mr. Charlie. Thanks for uh, thanks for your business, sir. Look at my. Okay. Well, let's lighten it up. I'm just saying. You know what I mean. I know. I know you are. But we gonna lighten it up and switch up. To the weird news. I'm ready to do like watermelon, man. I'm ready to take a bath in milk. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> Speaking of weird news, I'm going to kick it off. <laughs> I'm ready to take a bath in milk. Can I talk about Big Sexy? I have to take a bath in milk. I'm going to talk about oh, Big oh. Sexy, and that's not Big that's Papa D. That's a good segue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big Sexy. This, this story came out of New York. Big Sexy the cat went on a five-week romp around New York City after bolting from a photo shoot for bare-chested firefighters uh, doing a charity calendar. They were posing Mm. with the cat named Big Sexy, the sexy firefighters doing a charity calendar, and then Big Sexy decided, I had enough of this, and took off. Mm. So the cat was running around all over New York. Big black cat finally was found today on Staten Island after disappearing Staten from, Island? Yeah, after disappearing from a lower Manhattan firehouse. Wait a minute. Big Sexy was on the move. How does a cat go across the Verrazano Bridge? That cat was on the move. Oh, yeah. The cat showed up in the backyard of a woman whose husband was also a firefighter who lost his life in 9-11 uh, to cancer. Actually, uh, he died last year from cancer as a result of being a responder in 9-11. The firefighters called the cat Big Sexy, Big Sexy, but the cat's real name was Buddy. A uh, Staten Island resident found the cat, uh, took a picture, posted it on Facebook, and the owner, Leslie Silbert, recognized her cat, and the cat had mm. a chip on the collar. So when they checked, sure enough, it was Big Sexy. Big Sexy. So Big wow. Sexy got back home. The owner got her. So Big Sexy, Big Sexy ended up in Staten Island, but... She's back with her people now. <laughs> Big sexy, huh? I want to know how that That's cat right. got across the Verrazano Bridge. She walked. 
I think she saw Be something that, that messed with her eyes, all those bare-chested firefighters. It must have blown mm-hmm. her mind. She said, whoa, I got to get up out of here. The bridge cost $6 across, you know. Well, I don't think she paid any tolls. <laughs> yeah, I think she skipped that. <clears throat> I think she mm-hmm. All right, all right. what you got for us, Kevin? Well, talking about some turtles and tortoise. Philippine police Uh-oh. found 1,500 turtles and tortoise in uh, taped up in luggage. The reptiles found in four unclaimed pieces of luggage could have sold for more than 4.5 million pesos, which is about $86,000. Police believe the bags were abandoned after the carrier found out about the harsh penalties for illegal wildlife trafficking. Yes, they got scared. If caught, uh-huh. they could face two two years in jail and a fine of up to two hundred thousand pesos. A total of fifteen one thousand five hundred twenty nine turtles and tortoise um, of different species were found in four pieces of unclaimed luggage in the Arapahoe area of uh, uh, Ninoy Aquino International Airport. Some of the animals were of the um, the cata tortoise species, which are recognized as vulnerable and um, on the um, IUCN's red list of threatened species. So the red-eared slider turtle was also among the reptiles found. The animals have now been handed over to the Wildlife Traffic Monitoring Unit. Uh-uh. So the turtles and the wow. tortoise are often kept as exotic pets but are sometimes also used as a form of traditional medicine or serve as a um, delicacy across parts of Asia. Wow. The meat is considered by some. Sorry, I just was trying to understand where the cats and the turtles or tortoises, they were taped inside. Right, they were taped up inside. I still um, got cats on my mind. I know, I know. Um, hey, Carol, look here. Turtle. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> look, red oh, wine. Yeah. Look, I look. We need to, you know. I'm just trying to understand what was taped in the suitcase. You said it was tortoises. The turtles and the tortoises. Yep, tortoises and the turtles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my it God. In in there. Yeah. I'm I'm like, how can they live in those bags? But Poor once they animal. found out that they could go to jail up to two years, they said, I. I ain't claiming that. They just abandoned you know, it. Just abandoned it. But I, I didn't realize that the turtles and tortoises their 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 meat was a delicacy in some places. Oh, and I didn't they have a, a. I've never heard of Not a pig nosed turtle. You've heard of pig nosed no. turtle? They said last no. week thirty three hundred uh, pig nosed turtles were smuggled into Malaysia by boat. Hey. I know. I mean, this is a big, big deal. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. No, I don't know anything about turtle smuggling. Right. So, so check this out. I hate to gross you guys out, but it says the meat is considered by some to be an aphrodisiac, while the bones are powdered for use in medicine. I didn't know. Oh my God. Yeah. 
FYI, I learn something new every day. I didn't know. So, well, don't okay. tell those take that oxycodone. They might be oxycodone. putting the bone there. For sure. You're right. You might go get some turtles, huh? That would be some crazy oh, stuff. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, okay. Didn't know. All right. All right. Uh, Papa Didi, you got the last weird news. What you got for us? This must be cat night. Oh, oh my gosh, more cat. Another cat. Cat that lives uh, six years in a Alaska General Store gets evicted. Oh, no. This is a place what? called Homer, Homer, Alaska, from the Associated Press. <laughs> a cat named Stormy. 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 Stormy had lost Stormy, uh, that was, uh, he had spent, uh, more than six years at a uh, as a fixture in a remote uh, Alaska general store is being forced out after officials notify the store owners that the cat's presence violates uh, food and safety standards. We don't need your damn fleas in your uh, your shedding, shedding hair, shedding hair on the goddamn cucumbers and and and, and you got fleas in the store and things like that. Anyway, the uh, Fritz Creek General Store uh, near the small city of Homer has been home for Stormy since 2012. The Homer News reported Thursday uh, the slightly overweight black cat, another black cat, just like the one in uh, Staten Island, uh, the slightly overweight black cat often uh, lounges on uh, one of the store's wooden chairs or, uh, or solicits customers for a scratch on her head. And which makes her feel good, so she rubs their leg and they rub her head and whatever. So the state food and drug uh, sanitation program received a complaint about Stormy. And the environmental health officials said that uh, there's a cat in the store, uh, Jamie Ains, who's the manager of the uh, Food and Drug Administration. He said, uh, Stormy's got to go. Or we're going to shut you down. Poor Stormy. So the owners, knowing that uh, their business would supply them with uh, their livelihood as far as their money and finances for life is concerned, they got rid of Stormy, put her out. Just like, uh, who was that, Fred Flintstone, when he puts out the, the oh, cat you know? at the end. No, one of them. No, the little, whatever he puts out at the end of the show. Oh, Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, so Stormy is uh, uh, part of Stormy's uh, ritual community culture, says uh, Linda Chamberlain. She was complaining. Who uh, He frequents the general store. Several people visit the shop just to greet the cat, she said. So why be it so cold with the cat? Other neighbors are complaining that uh, I don't want to go buy my groceries there when a fat, stinky, black cat is farting and spreading ticks and fleas and the smell of a litter box. Oh, my. To say the least. Heavens to Megatroid. So, he's out of the game. He's gone. Man, so they kicked Stormy to the curb just like that. Yeah, he's gone. It was legislation put out by the Anchorage, Alaska uh, Metropolitan uh League of Voters, Senate, State Senate. The shit went all the way up to the State Senate. Can you imagine that? 
Right. Look like that. Really, I can't even peel. I can't even peel some <laughs> human shit. <laughs> oh my god! I can't get past the hall with human shit. And the cat got mm-hmm. all the way up to the Supreme Court in the capital of Anchorage, but they mm-hmm. said that due to the Food Administration, the cat has to leave. So now. Mm-hmm. I think Stormy needs to hook up with Big Sexy. Yeah, Big Sexy and Stormy oh, oh. is allegedly now pregnant with twins. <laughs> and they're gonna reside in they're gonna reside in Philadelphia down by the fish market. Oh God. Mm-hmm. This this must be a small town in Alaska because they must have had nothing else to do. It's going all the way up to well, the high court. <laughs> well the well the town is the town is What's it called? The town is called Homer's, so Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't propose any any town named Homer has more than like five thousand damn people. Mm. Where are you from? Ah, from Homer. I'm from Homer. Where are you from? I'm from Homer. Yeah, oh, me and yeah, can't be no more than five thousand. Oh, okay, well that's a wrap on the weird news. We're gonna take a quick break and come back with uh, the distinguished red wine. And I'm just saying, so don't move, darling. Jeez, oh. I heard that. Don't move. We'll be right back. Cute Sweet Ben Rouge, this is Red Wine. And if you haven't heard of the Pajama Party Show, you have been missing out. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, weird news, and I'm just saying with me, living for the city with Papa Didi, and the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle, the cocktail of the week, my favorite, and the world-famous Kiss It List, and of course, the last word. We serve it up every week on A Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at 914-803-4306, or you can listen live online at www.apajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at A Pajama Party. Welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of those Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darlings. Get it in, get it in. Uh, uh, red wine. Can I interrupt you for one second? You may. Um, I, I, I want to appease Papa Didi. I had to Uh-oh. look up Homer. Homer's population Home? is 5,697 people. And um, their uh, biggest commodity there is halibut fishing capital of the world. <laughs> oh, wow. Halibut. Wow. And look, Homer, Homer is also the nickname, the end of the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is so, so funny. So when you get to Homer, you're at the end of the road. That's it. There but he said go. nothing about that general store that was uh, employing the cat. Uh, no, but you 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 said about five thousand people, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. Yeah, you were right. Uh huh. It's a, everybody it's a, it's knows a, everybody. It's a, yeah, it's a small city it's on small, the uh, Catchamac Bay. Uh, it's off of the uh, Kenya Peninsula. <laughs> so okay, it's, it's so this is a, where all the halibut comes from. Yeah, 
if it's really yeah. halibut, right? <laughs> hey, well, uh, now yeah. you're right. That's yeah, what they tell yeah, us yeah. it is anyway. Yeah, so that's a big thing. But go ahead, Red One. You got the mic. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, tonight uh, I'm just saying what a waste. I want to talk about how these different offices within the uh, government just waste money. And the reason why they waste it, aside from other reasons, is because when they get to the end of the fiscal year, if they still have money in their budget, they have to spend it, otherwise it doesn't carry over, and then your budget for the next year gets reduced because if you say in for fiscal 18, I need $10 billion to run my agency, and you don't spend $10 billion, say you only spend $7 billion, well, when you come back next year and say, oh, I'm going to need $10 billion, they're going to say, no, you only spend $7 billion, so that's all you're going to get. And because of this stupid policy, they make you spend your money. If you ask for it, you better spend it. So, consequently, what happens is when you get near the end of the fiscal year, which ends in uh, the end of September in the government, around uh, the beginning part of September, people just start spending up money. They're like, all right, we still got money in the budget. We got to spend it. What can we buy? What can we buy? And they're just buying stupid stuff. You wouldn't believe with this, like, use it or lose lose it. It's like the way leave is. You have to use it or lose it at a certain point. Now, let me tell you what this report shows. The uh, Defense Department spent $2.3 million on crabs. Crab meat. $2.3 million on crab meat just at the Defense Department, and they spent another $2.3 million on lobster tails. Who ate the crab meat? They did. <laughs> $2.3 million on lobster tails? What a waste. $2.3 million on crab? Are you kidding me? And, and this was because they needed to spend the money, and they I guess they figured these are things that are, you know, more expensive, so you don't have to buy as much to get rid of this money. The report also looked at spending by the Health and Human Services, Veterans Administration, and the Executive Office of Number 45. Altogether, these agencies racked up $97 billion in contract spending. Most of that went to weapons and uh, other things, furniture, food, public relations, stuff like that. But across the departments that I just mentioned, Health and Human Services, Veterans Affairs, and the Executive Office of 45, nearly $300,000 was spent on stakes. And almost $25,000 on candy bars. What a waste. I can't, it, this is just boggling my mind. Transportation across those agencies, just under $300 million. Where are these people going that they needed to spend $300 million on transportation? And they spent about $670,000 on golf carts. Golf carts? Are you kidding me? Six hundred seventy thousand on golf carts? This list, this report—it was a thirty-two-page report. It had just a laundry list of a bunch of non-essential things. Some of this stuff included a fidget spinner. You know those little stupid things people just play and spin around in their hands. A fidget spinner toy and a Wexford leather club chair. 
with a $9,241 price tag. I, I mean, is it just me? Is anybody else feeling sick to their stomach? This is such a, a just an incredible waste of taxpayer money. You know, $8 billion in, in the first week of September, they were racing to spend this money. They spent $8 billion just in the first week of September trying to get that money spent. And they ended with $53.3 billion by the fourth and final week of the fiscal year, last week of September. $53.3 billion. Why is any government agency crying about we don't have money for this and money for that? They can't hire anybody. Oh, it's a hiring freeze and all of this is a bunch of bull. If y'all stop spending all this money on crabs and lobster, fidget spinners and leather chairs, golf carts, all this idiotic stuff, you would have money to do stuff. What they need to do is change the policy that says if you don't use it, you lose it, and it changes your budget. Your budget is based on what you anticipate your need is to run your agency. If you don't spend it all, how about you just put it back in the general funds and then start over with a fresh new year? Don't penalize an agency because they didn't spend it all because the result is this, this kind of idiocy. Oh, well, we still got $10 million left, $10 billion. Now we got to spend it before the fiscal year ends. This is insanity. And I'm just saying, you know, what a waste. All this money being blown on stupid stuff? This is red wine, and I'm just saying, shame on the government for wasting all that money. What a waste. That's deep. Yeah, it was. Why is it they can't carry that money over? Because there's a, 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 I guess, a policy, a rule, government, something, congressional, yeah, something that says you can't carry it over. Because right, October 1st is a new set of money. You're not allowed to carry it over. So either they need to fix that and say you can carry it, or they need to just not penalize you if you don't spend everything you asked for for that year. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know. They need to do something and fix it. Because that is some BS, and it stinks right. all the way up the line. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, I'm going to shift gears. It is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right, coming back to you, Papa Didi. What you got for us tonight in Living for the City? Mm. Mm. I'll tell you what. What you going to tell us? Let's talk about what's happening in the NFL, man. All right. Right now, um, remember Joe Flacco? Uh, Baltimore Ravens? There you go. Okay. He is now quarterback of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Do you remember um, Case Keenan? No. Do you remember uh, when Minnesota scored that miracle against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, the uh, the uh, New Orleans Saints? Yeah. Remember, Is that him? Remember the Minnesota miracle? Mm-hmm. When he got in the playoff, but the Eagles beat him, then the Eagles were on the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Anyway, that was Case Keenum. Case Keenum went out to Denver. Hmm. So Denver got rid of Case Keenum. Now, Case Keenum is now going to be the quarterback for the Washington Redskins. Wow. Just so you know. He'll be battling against the guy who took the place of uh, Alex Smith, I think his name is. I forgot his name. Alex Smith was the one that broke his leg. Mm-hmm. So they had the guy that came in, his backup, um, Kettle. Remember his guy's name that came in after, uh, what was that quarterback of the Redskins name? Uh, RG3? No, no, not him. The one more recent. He's in there now. But uh, anyway, Redskins picked up a guy named Case Keenum, who was the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings last year. Well, the year that they beat the Saints, and but the uh, Saints ended up beating Minnesota in the championship game to go to the Super Bowl. But anyway, um, also uh, your boy Red Wine from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Still trying to figure out what team he went to. Brown? Antonio Brown? Antonio? Oh. Antonio Brown, his days is numbered. He'll be going to another team. Probably, probably, uh, probably the Jets from what it looks like. But he's done with the, uh, Steelers. And also the other guy, the one didn't play last year. Oh, him too? Yeah, he's going to. So, Wow. But what brings me also to why does ESPN still play NFL Live when the season's over? First of all, there's not enough NFL news for all you 15, 20 people on NFL Live to be getting paid. Goes to show you that they got money to spare. Mm-hmm. They they just got money all over the all over the place. Advertisement, um, ESPN Plus, but however ESPN makes their money, they're paying all these different analysts. I mean, it's crazy. Oh. They go to interview somebody, and there's three people, three talking heads in the square, and they all just talking. Nah, 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 nah. About, about enough, the season's over. Ain't nothing y'all can say that damn important where I can say, you know what? The hell with this season. It's over. It's over. But look at ESPN. Between noon and three, NFL Live. What do you have to talk about? That's a good question. Then you go to NFL Network. They got guys on in the morning called NFL NFL News in the morning. And everybody's just sitting around, a couple topics. Why are you paying these people all this money to come in during the offseason for a sport that doesn't get no play? Before a certain time. What a waste. What a waste. <laughs> so, what are you going to do? Mm. Well, can't wait till the season starts again. Yeah, I was going to put that out there, you know, so. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Stephen's pretty good. Hopefully, he'll do good for the uh, Redskins. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, Papa. Got the update on what's happening with the NFL. All that fix me out NFL mess. I've often wondered that too. 
you know, once the season's over, what are they talking about? You know, it's <laughs> like you follow, trying to follow all the trading and everything going on. I'm like, do you really need to do that day to day? Yes, I guess if you were a real football sports fan, I guess you need to see play-by-play, as they say. <laughs> I mean, but for real, sometimes there is no news. Where did Antonio Brown go today? They're just making <laughs> up, making up news. Yeah, I think he is. You know, but but anyway. you know now they're going they're going through the um, the scouting now. I, it was kind of interesting. I saw it um, a couple of days ago, and you know, Combine. I was working out and. Different coaches, yeah. The uh, combine, you know, they even had some guys in the uh, kettle. You know, mm-hmm. you know the combine that's going on with the NFL. They took some black guys in the back room, had them stripped down to the underwear, and they were shopping them like slaves. It was crazy. Again, like look at the really? size Recently? on this guy. Look at his torso. He's hung like an Recently? elephant. He's hung like a Shetland pony. You should have heard the comments me? they were making on him. You, you, crazy. You're joking, right? You're joking, right? Yeah, it's crazy. No, but you're joking, Recently? right? During the combine, they said that some guys that they really resisted went in the back room with underwear only on, and the coaches and the scouts were watching them to see their mm-hmm. thighs and their biceps and triceps. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. I would have never and done it. Nope, you're not, you're not. And most of all, they wanted to see the print in front of their box of briefs. Oh, see, here we go. Here we go. That's a whole other chapter. Yeah, time to go to Hollywood. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you want to take a little anyway. break? We're gonna keep going. What you want to do? <laughs> oh, let's keep going. Let's go to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll lighten it up or uh, maybe Papa Dita lighten up a little bit, huh? <laughs> no, I doubt it. <laughs> Let's see what's happening. Oh, okay. All right. Um, our boy that just won an Oscar, Rami Malik, the guy that played in um Bohemian Rhapsody, he's gonna play in the uh new Bond twenty five movie. He's gonna play a villain. So, uh, Daniel, yeah, Daniel Craig, he is returning. Remember, maybe a couple of years ago, he was like, I'll never do that again. But they must be paying us some top dollar because he will return. Daniel Craig will return as as Bond. And and like I said, Rami Malik, he is going to play a a villain in the uh, Bond movie. I thought you were going to say Rami Malik was going to be James Bond. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's gonna play a villain, so that that will be interesting. I mean, from Bohemian Rhapsody rock singer to a villain. I mean, that should be pretty neat. So, yeah. So we're gonna look for that, and that's gonna be uh, probably coming out. Uh, said April twenty twenty. Really? Okay. They must have been in oh. the making. Before you got the Oscar, so it's coming out soon. So, um, one person that won't be returning uh, to this particular film. Remember the film Suicide Squad? Um, with um, there was a lot of actors in, involved with that one. Yeah, I uh, Will Smith, Jared Leto, Margaret Robbie, and uh, our girl, How to Get Away with Murder. She was in that. Um, so uh, Will Smith, he's not returning for the sequel. 
They said there were some, um, you know, scheduling issues and well, he's busy anyway. He's doing the, the genie, uh, the blue genie. He's doing that. He's doing the Bad Boys uh, sequel called Bad Boys for Life. Um, he's doing um, Bright. He, that's a series on Netflix. He's going to do Bright 2. Um, also, he has a series on Facebook titled Will Smith's Bucket List. So I guess it's like real life things that he's doing, you know, um Oh, really? Yeah, from doing, um, he did something um, for his birthday. He did the um, bungee jumping thing or whatever. So. Oh, um, okay. That was part of that? Yeah. The Facebook thing? Uh, yes, it, yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's doing a lot. So he's, he said, I, I guess in so many words, I don't have time for the for the Suicide Squad sequel. So who's going to replace him is uh, Idris Elba. He's going to replace him. Ooh, interest. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you'd be happy. That's your boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, that works for me. I bet. Also, um, the voice um, uh, singer, her name was Janice Freeman. I'm not sure if you guys remember her. She died. She was 33 years old. Um, she was a contestant on The Voice in 2017. Um, she was at home in Pasadena with her husband. Um, when she started complaining that she couldn't breathe, um, her husband did CPR and then called 911. But Freeman reportedly died from a blood clot that had um, moved to her heart. The singer was a cancer survivor who previously dealt with health health issues, including cervical cancer, lupus, and meningitis. Wow, she had a lot going on. Wow, I um, do remember her. That was a singing woman. She was a bald black woman, brown skin. Yeah, she had a I, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it goes on. It goes on to say tributes began pouring in on social media for the late singer, including um, from the Voice coach Jennifer Hudson. She posted Instagram that Freeman was a blessing, inspiration to all of us. Um, she was there during the uh, season thirteen. Freeman was featured on um, Team Miley in advance. She was the top 11 in the show. So, oh, okay. Like, well, no. Yeah, I yeah. do remember her. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Rest in peace, Janice Freeman. She was only 33. Yeah. Wow. But she, but she had a lot going on. And um, yeah. also, um, one last note, Luke Perry, everybody knows now, he, he passed away. He was 52. Um, and said he died from um, was it a heart attack? Suffering? No, he had a stroke. I'm sorry. He was hospitalized, suffering from a stroke, on the um, uh, February 27th, and they just had him in there for observation. But um, mm-hmm. apparently, he didn't um, didn't bounce back from it. I mean, they said everybody was surrounded. He was surrounded by his children, Jack and Sophie, his fiance, his ex-wife, mother, sister. Stepfather, he had a, he had a, he had a whole lot of family. Um, yeah. They said Perry got his acting start on daytime soap opera before 90210 launched him into Team Idol fame. He was on the HBO's um, prison drama Oz. And, uh, oh, he was? Showtime. Yeah. He was the, um, he played the Reverend Jeremiah on that, uh, on the uh, prison uh, drama. And I used to watch it, but I, I can't remember seeing him on that. 
Yeah, I don't recall seeing him, but okay. I don't need him. He was also on the Showtime's Jeremiah, and um, he played on some TV shows, Will and Grace, and What I Like About You. And he started um, his first movie with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, I do remember that. That was in 92. Okay. Yeah, may he rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. 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 52, that's kind of rough. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. Well, I want to add one. I did see some breaking oh. news this evening that Jesse Smollett is being indicted. On, oh. I don't know how many, like 10 or 11 charges or something. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, you can check into that one. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and um, you can check that out while we're on break, and then we'll come back with the cocktail of the week, which is the New York Sour. So, uh We'll do that. Uh, good job on the Hollywood Report, Kevin. Hey. Thank you, too. Thank you, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We're going to take this quick break, and then we will come right back with the cocktail of the week. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentaries, and the world's famous Kiss It List. And you don't want to be on the Kiss It List. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. Yeah, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. Uh, here with Kettle. Hello. And, uh, Red One. Don't swat, darling. Okay. Well, I, um, Red Wine, before we get into the cocktail, you are right, but it's 16 felony charges on Jesse Smollett. Ooh, wait. 16 felony counts of, of the grand jury put down. It was originally charged with one felony count of disorderly conduct for filing a false report. Um, but now the grand jury has returned 16 felony counts of disorderly conduct for filing a false report. So, I don't know. So it's, it's a lot of wording there, but, you know, is all of that going to stick? Um, they have two Jeez. separate sets of charges. It says one of each last Smollett allegedly told. The first set are related to what Smollett um, told officers about the alleged attack including the attackers called him racial and homophobic slurs. Um, Then the second set of charges are related to the second interview Smollett had with the police about the alleged attack later that day, saying the men attacked him from behind and they fell to the ground, at which point the men, you know, continued kicking him. So So they're going to break it down and try to say for every individual lie he told, that's what it sounds like. Get them with a charge. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because I'm telling you that 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 um, 
captain, he was really pissed, you know, the manpower, just to, you know, investigate yeah, this case. Was. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it goes yeah, on to say dead. a charge of felony disorderly conduct for filing a false police report carries a possible sentence of probation to three years. He already pleaded not guilty to the first disorderly conduct charge. He was taken into the custody and posted a $100,000 bond to be free. How is that disorderly conduct? A false charge what, what to me did? is a false charge. I mean, we're, yeah. I don't understand the disorderly conduct charge, but anyway, all right, we'll move on. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds we'll like they're just throwing the stuff at him. Yeah. yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, 16 counts is just like, you know, you kind of embarrassed us, and we're going to throw the book at you. we pissed. So. Yeah, and for the record, mm-hmm. R. Kelly, now we talked about it. Moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let me just say this. The interview was interesting, but it was a waste of an hour time because it was nothing really added from this, you know, from the past two days uh, that um, uh, Gail King had, you know, had on her on the show. Oh, okay. um, nothing really. It was about the same. It's kind of the same interview. They just got into his okay. awards and stuff like that, and um, you know, his music, and uh, that's about it. But it it was right. one guy that. But it was one guy, let me say this, was one guy that um, was writing a book about him. He really talked more about it. He said the system failed those women. The system, everybody, you know, that was involved, from the system to the parents to everybody, failed to um, convict this crazy man, R. Kelly. That's what the guy said. So that was about the only thing added. So, all right, we can move on. All right, well, let's get to the cocktail of the week. You ready? Mm-hmm. Ready? Right. On you. Who's got the cocktail of the week? I thought Kettle did. Y'all ain't got it. I'm, I'm going to create one. Oh, Kettle, do you have it or you want me to go for it? I think we temporarily lost Kettle. Uh-oh. Oh, my bad. Right, no, well, I, I don't have it. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. All right. I got it. Uh, the New York Sour. Uh, the New York Sour is a a top classic whiskey sour with red wine. Red wine. It's a delicious pre-prohibition tipple. Pre-prohibition. A tipple, blah, blah, blah. So the ingredients in a New York Sour cocktail are two ounces of whiskey or bourbon, as rye whiskey, uh, three mm-hmm. quarters ounce of simple syrup, one ounce of lemon juice, uh, mm-hmm. one egg white, which is optional, mm-hmm. and then a half okay. an ounce of red wine. So to make Ooh. the New York sour cocktail, you want to add all the ingredients except for the wine in a shaker and fill it with ice, shake well, strain into a rocks glass, and then filled with uh, fresh ice. Carefully pour the wine over the back of a spoon so that it floats on the drink. And it makes it beautiful. And it's tasty. Tasty and beautiful. Gorgeous, darling. Trust me. Trust me. This is the New York.
Dark Shower. <laughs> and you can check it out on apajamaparty.com. We'll have it for you. Uh, okay. Let's see. The, um, oh, and the, with the cocktail of the week is brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, Papa Didi. Papa Didi, can you tell us about the Kiss It list? Well, uh, my recollection of the Kiss It list is people that shot themselves in the butt, honey, by saying too much, not thinking before they, before they spoke. And we just put all, you know, put put everything together. We pinpoint who was on the Kiss It list. You know, um, I like to start with the judge in the uh, Manafort trial. Only gave the boy like three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been stealing money and drugs and everything else for years. Yeah, 42 months. And they gave him 12 months. 42 months. For, well, that's what I meant. Excuse me. 42 mm-hmm. months. Now, you threw Bill Cosby in there and threw away the goddamn key. I don't know when the hell Bill Cosby came out. What did they say? 16, 20 years for him? I don't know. Probably longer than he'll be mm-hmm. here. Yeah, he'll be jacked. I think he said three real. years. I thought he said three years for Cosby. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Like three know. to twelve, something like that. It was a big number mm-hmm. behind that little number, and ain't nobody heard of him because he's out there. He's you know, you might as well go to his guest roster and go see him on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Try to help him out. All right. Well, I'd like to add that uh, that Florida officer who's now been fired, who was found guilty of killing the black motorist, put him on the kiss it list. And also the other officer who pulled a gun on the brother that was just picking up trash in his own residency. Put that officer on the kiss it list. Um, The FDA and the USDA for pointing at each other about who's responsible for that frankenfish with the salmon. Uh, who else? Oh, the husband and the stepdaughter who killed the uh, the wife trying to say it was a panhandler. They're on the kissing mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. Um, 45. All the lying politicians. All the spineless Republicans and the spineless Democrats. All of y'all. Yeah, they all true. All you spineless po- uh, politicians, you're on the kissing list. Mm-hmm. I want to run myself since everybody else is running. Yeah, for real. Kettle, you got anybody else to add? No, uh-uh. Not this time. No. All right. Well, let me give everybody their prize for winning tonight's place on the Kiss It List. Kiss Here it my in Yeah, welcome back to the Bajan Party. I'm your host, Papa D. Emil Kettle. Hello. 
and red wine. Bonsoir, bonsoir. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get red wine to party next week because she's out of here. She <laughs> <Gee>, okay. <laughs> anyway, oh, it's time man. for the. I think Papa Didi just had his, but I'm gonna give him mm. another shot. What's your last word, Papa? <laughs> my last word. My last word on the serious tip. I'd like to send condolences to my family. Uh, I just lost one of my oldest real, my oldest living relatives, my aunt Dorothy. She was 97 years old, and she was the wife of my uncle Al, who preceded her in death. And uh, amazing, you know. She was born, I think. Uh, man, I think. Came heard a date, I think, like nineteen sixteen, something like that. Anyway, I'll find out the more factual stuff as the funeral progresses. But uh, God bless you, Aunt Doris. Um, rest in power. She was a wonderful lady who uh, was uh, just, you know, old school relatives are just so consistent. With who they are, and that's why you love them because they were the same every year for the last 20, 30 years that they, your aunts or uncles or what have you. And I'm just blessed to have had her in my life. Her name is uh, Doris. I won't give her last name on the radio, but uh, my aunt Doris and uh, passed away at 97 years old. God bless you. Well, I'd just like to say shout out to your family. And condolences and all of that. Sorry to hear of your loss. And on another note, I just want to say regarding all of that government waste and spending, forcing people, the agencies, to spend money that they haven't used is ridiculous. I think the citizens need to band together and force Congress to change the rules on that because that's just a stupid waste. And that's my last word. Over to you, Cal. Um, just, um, on the family aspect, always keep family close and, um, you know, every now and again, just pick up the phone and say, hey, anything I can do for you? Just just give them a call and see what's going on with them. Can they help you with anything, anything you need? Cousin, brother, sister, mother, father, doesn't matter. Aunt, uncle, great uncle, aunt. They need our most help, so just just give a shout-out and just give a call every now and again. Family first, people. That's my last word. All right. Well, we want to thank you all for hanging out with us tonight on the Pajama Party Show. Appreciate your time and attention. Uh, you can visit the uh, website at apajamaparty.com to get more information on your host, and uh, how you can be an advertiser if you have a company or a business or product. We would love to help you get the word out about your uh, company or your product. And uh, thanks to DC Homegrown, our parent company, for sponsoring the show, paying the bills. We do appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. You know, one more thing I want to say, everyone, on what you were saying. Not only does the, um, you're talking about Congress changing the rules of the budget money, but we have to also look at the ridiculousness 
of the companies or the departments on the way they spend money, if they would stop being stingy during the fiscal year and worry, start worrying about the staff. You know, the staff is worrying. They can't even get paper. You know, mm-hmm. they go to go to burn some copies of something, and there's no paper, and 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 just just some of the things I've dealt with in the in the office that you know the the fax machine is out of toner, the printer's out of toner. Yeah, you know all these stuff. But this is all, but these all the things that go on during the fiscal year, because everybody has got a stronghold on keeping everything tight, keeping everything tight. Then they got these little people, and I won't waste on, I won't waste a lot of time. We got a couple minutes to play with, but I've seen jobs where you got these little yes people, these little not even they're not secondaries, they're just little flunkies that run around doing all the, you know, the maladjustments of different areas. You know, they're the ones that bring one one box of paper from Stables and they lock it in the closet, and they give the office manager access to the little twelve reams of paper that's in that one fucking box. And like you said, they got a million dollars left over at the end of the damn fiscal year. But they were so cheap during the year, that's why they got so much left over at the end of September. Because they were cheap, and the staff is wondering, where is this? Where is that? Why don't we have no napkins? Where is it this? Where is it at? Because people don't walk around the halls of the staff and see what people need. You ain't got to ask what people need. Just take a look. You know what people's needs are. Shit, you're human like everybody. We're all human. You go in the bathroom, you see there's no toilet paper? That's what we need. We need something to wipe our ass. We need some paper towels to wipe our hands. Some of game, too. They, they tight on that budget because yeah, but, at the end of the year. Yeah, but at they, the, let me say this. At the end of the year, they want to have that mad money so they can say, well, we got to spend yeah, it. Yeah, but that and mad money is only distributed distribute to a certain people in the office. Exactly. But th- this is why the privilege is grown every year more and more because the fucking monsters are continuing to get fed. The same people. The same 17 kiss asses. The ones who are in control control it. Exactly. But but what's it worth if the person in the mailroom needs toner or needs paper? They don't care. They don't care. Yeah, well, that's... You can't say say Look, You get 12 boxes of staples, make it work. You get one for each one. Yeah, that's about the way they talk. That's how you got to make it work. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it is a control thing. Why they're like locking I said, down. at the end of the fiscal mm-hmm. year, then they start scrambling. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to spend all this money. Mm-hmm. It's their reason, their excuse to say, oh, we got to get rid of it. Yeah, we they're, they're, they're sucking it. down all kind of lobster tails and exactly. all that. Don Perignon and golf carts and who knows what mm-hmm. else. Then you hear, yeah, George Brown from, from the um, management staff died of a massive heart attack. Yeah, because all the fucking butter you had on your lobster <laughs> got into your fucking bloodstream. Your cholesterol right. went to the roof. Well, we're going to sign them off. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. We're going to sign off until next Friday night. It's been real. It's been live, as always. We'll do it again next Friday night. Thanks for hanging with us. Say goodnight, Papa. Lipitor. Say goodnight, Papa. Lipitor is a cholesterol medicine. Lipitor. Okay. Anyway. You're going to say goodnight. Goodnight, Kettle. <laughs> goodnight, Papa and Red Wine. Goodnight, everybody. You know about Lipitor? See you next Friday. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? Right, yes, so. 
I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Gana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh, <laughs>